Well, let's start out with our guests because we've got a lot of good ones. Susan Treishman, founder and director of Kurtz Cafe in Everson. Welcome to Live from the Heartland. Thank you. So happy to be here. God love you for making it down here in this, uh, you know, frigid weather. No problem. <laughs> so, um, I've been to Kurt's Cafe on Dempster. Was that the first or the second? That was the second. Our okay. first was on Central Street. You're talking to people who spent like 37 years just holding down our restaurant on one corner in one part of Rogers Park. Well, we had a few expansionist efforts. Too. Yeah, that's true. We did. Uh, how do you manage to do two? What is Kurt's Cafe? How did it get born? It was born because there was a need to help young, highly at-risk young men and women. So all teenagers that we kept throwing into prison... And then when they came out, we kept throwing them back into prison. Amen. So I needed to um, figure out a way to help them stay out of prison. I had no intention of opening a cafe to do that, but um, I kind of charged myself with seeing what was around that was helping them. And everything that I saw were great programs, you know, writing resumes and things like that. But it wasn't what the students were asking for. They were asking for jobs. They weren't asking for classes. They weren't asking for clothes. They were asking for jobs so they could buy their own things. And no one was offering that that I could find. So I had a ton of restaurant experience. I knew that restaurant um, experience would get people very far and feed them for years. That's right. So I developed a program in the industry that I knew. And, and, how did you develop this pro I mean you developed a program on paper you brought it to investors I brought it to investors I uh -huh. brought brought it to Inspiration Corporation because they work with adults right. and I was focused only on teenagers I brought it to people that had money and after everyone stopped laughing at me I realized <laughs> no one was going to help so I just you know had a come to Susan meeting and decided I should try it myself Susan, what led you to be concerned with people coming, young people coming out of prison? It was, I had taken a class in restorative justice at DePaul, and I learned about the injustices to this specific demographic. And it's not that there aren't injustices with many, many people in many different ways, but this was just something that resonated with me. Uh, I don't have children that have been in the system. I don't actually know a lot of people, or I didn't know a lot of people that have been in the system, but I just knew no one was helping them. I knew that there wasn't enough services out there for these young people, and I just simply didn't think it was fair. God love you. How many formerly uh, incarcerated youth have been through your program now? We've had over 200 students in, in the last five years, and I would say about 70% are formerly incarcerated. We work with young women as well, and not as many of them have been incarcerated, but they're highly at risk of either going to, in through the prison system or living through very dangerous lifestyles. Right. And what are those folks doing now? Our kids are working. I mean, you have working. a big staff, but they aren't necessarily still working at Kurt's Cafe. So what are they going on to? Well, we actually don't have a big staff, but we do have a ton of volunteers that work with us every day. So when you go into the cafes, we have students, we have volunteers, and then we have minimal staff. So our students that have graduated are working at um, Burger Joints, at Chipotle, at Office Depot, at... Um, CarMax, a ton of different jobs because when you train in restaurants and you deal with customer service and you learn how to show up to work and you learn how to deal with your anger when someone's ticking you off, yeah. you can get a job anywhere. That's right. You know? I That's like to right. steer them to restaurant business because then they can always eat. Right. And then they can get another job somewhere else too, but they can get food if they work in the restaurants. Well, on our way down here, we were all talking about first uh, retail jobs for when we were all in high school and younger even. <laughs> 
And I, I think uh, that's probably a wonderful experience for people to have. I think so. Yeah. My first job was when I was 13 at a country club as a waitress. We all, we all mentioned our first jobs. Yep. And they, they were all in, in service of some sort. I mean, uh, customer service as teenagers. And there aren't that many jobs anymore like that. When you are talking to others, um, now how long since you started the first cafe and when did you open the second one? Five and a half years for the first and three and a half for the second. All right. And where are they located? One is at 2922 Central in Evanston. And the other one is Dodge and Dempster, 1813 Dempster. That's the one I've been at, Dodge Mm -hmm. and Dempster. And tell us a little bit about the fare at these two places. What do you serve up? Coffee, et cetera? We have delicious coffee from Uncommon Ground, so all fair and free trade. We have um, delicious baked goods that are made by a quality baker and volunteers. And we have simple breakfast sandwiches and simple uh, sandwiches. So we train in the kitchen. So we can't make it super complicated. There can't be 32 ingredients on everything. But everything that we use is the highest quality possible. And they're great. You know, breakfast wrap sandwiches with chorizo and you know, different fun sandwiches and paninis. Have you been able to, I mean, we employed a lot of kids in, over the years in the Heartland, found a lot of what you're saying to be true, that it's huge what you give to kids by giving them a job, what they give to you. It's, it's an incredible honor, frankly, to be an employer. Um, how hard has, has it been or how, how difficult is the conversation to talk to people um, about doing restorative justice as opposed to prison, you know? about going that route over prison? Or do you have that conversation very much with folks? Are you too busy running your restaurant? I try to avoid that conversation with folks, but I do do have it when I have to. And it's usually with funders. And oftentimes, you know, if people don't like our philosophy, then they just don't come to the cafe, which is okay. Right. That's a choice. But um, I always say I have my Republican-Democratic conversation and the Republican conversation is we're spending a lot of money incarcerating these kids. Mm-hmm. We're spending upward of $80,000 a kid per a kid. year. Mm-hmm. There's an 86% recidivism rate. So personally, my tax dollars, I think there's better places that that can be spent. Amen. Um, our program has a 3% recidivism rate. All three of our kids are out of prison and they came back to the cafe within one day and two of the three are job placed. The third will be working at Chipotle soon. So our recidivism rate is showing that we're saving taxes, you know, and that's really important to me. The Democratic side is, like you said, it's an honor. It's an honor to be able to help people when they want to be helped, you know. They're not gangbanging because they think it's fun, believe me. I've not yet met one that wants to stay on the street. Yeah. So we just give them what they're asking for. I'm sure this might come up in your work, but how important is it to eliminate the box on employment applications? Supposedly in, in Illinois, oh sure, the box is um, when you fill out a job application, there's a box that says, have you ever been convic- um, convicted of a felony? And many of the young people we work with have been, and it's detrimental. It'll And I, I had 300 employees at Food for Thought, so when I was in the HR department, I would go through resumes, even for dishwashers, and those boxes would go into the garbage can. And I, I was a nice person, but I wasn't a fool. And I just didn't think it was worth my time. Well, to you could just eliminate the box like we never had that question on our applications. Right. And, and we did wind up with a few formerly incarcerated, but uh, they were so grateful to have a job. They you know, show up. They yeah. were some of our best employees. I think it's frankly. huge. It, it at least gets us in the door. Yeah. So if we can get in the door, then we can sell the product and the product is the young person. But it's if they huge. can't even get in the door and most of the kids, by the time they've come to us, they don't like hop out of prison and come to the program. Um, they've said they've come, you know, I've applied for over 30 jobs and no one will hire me. Right. I'm like, really? Right. Exactly. So 
Go ahead. Besides patronizing Kurtz, and by the way, the food is great. Um, very simply, but well prepared, fresh ingredients uh, across the board. Thank you. Um, and uh, quite a treat over an egg McMuffin, I have to say for certain. <laughs> but um, it when, better be right. Susan's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sitting there going, "Please." What else can people do besides patronizing uh, your business and getting a good cup of coffee? Patronizing is important because that's the way we train. So we, we really ask people to come in, be patient you know, order food, that kind of thing. And that also helps. We're 50% funded through the cafes, so that's huge. But the other thing is just if you come into the cafes or not, get to know the demographic. Watch the documentary 13th. Understand why these kids are in this situation and, and stop judging like I had a dude in yesterday who his pants, I'm like, honey, you know, we've got any belts before, man. Like, pull up your pants. And he sleeps on the street, and he can't always keep all that together in a backpack and things like that. And yet, we would judge him because he was dragging his pants and assuming he was doing it because it was a choice. So just, you know, get to know the people that you're thinking are bad, and you can get to know them at Kurtz, one cup of coffee at a time. And then start telling other people that these young people are fabulous, and they deserve a chance. Real, real briefly, can you tell sure. us what Doc 13 is? Did you just mention documentary? It's documentary. 13. It's a movie. Thirteen. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a documentary. We'll hip you 13. to it later, Michael. Thank you. About- okay. <laughs> <laughs> later. It's a great documentary. Susan, thank you so much for doing what you do. Thank uh, you. It's it's a huge service, and I mean bigger than you know, probably. Uh, keep at it. Thank You're you. going to keep at it? I'm going to keep at it, yes. Everybody yes. go and have some coffee at Kurt's Cafe. Do I have a New Year's resolution? Um, probably just do what I'm doing better. Right on. Right on, right on. I like that one. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you for the opportunity. Susan Mm -hmm. with Kurt's Cafe in Evanston, one of the true heroes of Banara region. And uh, thank you so much for dropping by. You're listening to Life in the Heartland on WLUW. That's Susan Treachman, founder-director of Kurt's Cafe.